0: Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Room. Thank you very much. Mike with you. My wife, Ginny, with you. Hello. I'm
1: all out of Skittles.
0: She's all out of Skittles. And uh, we don't have the guest host this week as I...
1: Come on, Mike. You fell off the bandwagon. I did. That's okay. I That's dropped okay. the
0: ball and we just... Uh,
1: you dropped your balls? Congrats. Uh, you're a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> My bar mitzvah next week. Uh, scheduled it for Logan's birthday, too. So it's uh, it all ties in. So, you know, he's got... You're uh, taking Monday off? <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, no. So uh, I, I did contact who I wanted for guest host this week, and we're going to try to line it up next week. But it's just like the technical stuff, trying to find the time to do it. Uh, an unusually busy week for me. And I just didn't anticipate it. But uh, we're going to uh, try to knock that out next week. But then again, as you alluded to, yes, there's the Bob a picture of him. Uh, we're going to be celebrating his one-year birthday Saturday of next week. His birthday's a week from Monday. I took Monday. I May took 2nd. Logan's
1: birthday off because I always take the kids' first birthday off. No, always it's very
0: nice. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that, and we're looking forward to next week as well. And uh, uh, kind of a kind of an update of one of the many things we were doing this week. Um, uh, one was it Thursday. We took uh, Lana in for her pre K uh what was it her test. Her test and
1: you were kinda of freaked out about it a little bit or I had anxiety attacks all day. All day. Okay. All day. Like okay, so here is what a standard anxiety attack is for me. Okay. Um, just unease, not exactly restless, but I worry. I mm-hmm. worry, I let her down. Um Okay. I worry if I did enough, I just worry, 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 right? And then I'll just I'll get to the point where I'm just kind of immobilized and I'll put a blanket over my head and just kind of control my space. And then I passed out. Hmm. I how, mean
0: how long were you out?
1: Not long. Okay. Not long. Hazel's so just like, Hey mommy awake, like my god. <laughs> Uh, it's one, like, of the, uh, one of the many life forms
0: that depend on me for living. Um, I know.
1: I'm like, can I have like 30 minutes? I don't just, know. Just 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's a hard but, thing to get. Yeah,
1: in. I fell asleep with a chair like this.
0: Okay, so what what exactly about the the screening the test gave you anxiety?
1: Well, I was hoping to hear, oh, she did really good. They'll let you know. And then mm-hmm. said they're like, well, she needs to work on her numbers, her letters, and writing her name. And I'm like, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs>
1: But I told Kathleen at work, and yeah. she said, she'll know how to write her name when you teach her.
0: Well, wow, <laughs> that's pretty much to the point. Thanks for the support there, Kathleen. Um, uh,
1: yeah, actually, she's like, what the heck? It's like, well, listen, that's your job.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, it is kind of hard to do when, you know, you and I both work. And there are both, there's Law and of course there's Hazel and then there's Logan. And yeah, it, it, it gets kind of uh, hectic sometimes. But the thing is...
1: I don't worry about it too Say, much. Say, have you seen our kitchen?
0: <laughs> Yikes! Uh, ah. Yeah, that's that's uh, for later on. But uh, it, it is hard to keep up on stuff. But like, the, wh- I don't really worry about lawn, and it's not necessarily this laissez-faire thing where, okay, you know, we're not going to do anything. I think we should do what we can to help her. But it's which like, we
1: are.
0: We are. Kids are going to figure out stuff. Uh, whether you like it or not,
1: yeah, because um, she already called her cat was a crackhead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's not wrong. Um, but but I think I think she's going to pick up the right. I mean, she's already she already knows how to spell her name. She just needs to learn to write her name.
1: And she did it the other day. It right. was like seventy percent her, thirty percent me, and she did really well.
0: Right. She's going to learn this. She's going to learn to read. She's going to learn to do her numbers. And I think uh, because she does it first, uh, Hazel and eventually Logan will pick it up faster just because they have a peer in the house that's learning this stuff. But, like, uh, one thing I know about Lana is that, you know, she does does pick up on stuff. Like, she, of the three kids, probably learned to walk the earliest. I think she was stepping on her own, like, ten months old. Hazel and Logan picked it up a little bit later, but it was never something that gave me cause to worry. I know that my dad was like, Well, why isn't he walking yet? And I was just like Who, well. Logan? Yeah, and I was just like, Well, he's rolling around and he's crawling to things. Like if he just sat there like a bump on a log, I'd be worried. But he would he knew what he where he wanted to go. He knew what he <laughs> wanted to do. I'm like, he's gonna get it eventually. Now look at him. He's you know, falling on his butt all over the place. <laughs> And Hazel, of course, now is a daredevil and jumps off the couch onto Daddy's crotch whenever she can, and that's oh so good. Yeah. But 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 getting back to Lana, like mm-hmm. she she was playing with magnets the other day, and you explained to her what causes uh, the reaction of attraction and repulsion. I told her that ice is basically frozen water, so is snow. She knows this stuff. She also knows that if you touch a hot pan. Um, <laughs> You will get burned, unfortunately.
1: She's okay, though. She's okay. Well, she's First aid.
0: Was the tip of her finger? Yeah.
1: yeah. She was trying to make pancakes, and I See? said, uh, back back away." I said, "You got to be careful."
0: And, and you know, in making pancakes, is a very—I uh, mean, you know how to do it, but you know, she's wanting to learn all this stuff. She's going to get it eventually, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, one thing that I am worried about, and I need your help on this because. Well, you know, I've got my doctor's appointment. We're recording this Sunday night, so Monday morning, tomorrow. Um, you know, just an annual thing uh, with my anxiety and other things in my life. but uh, Just an
1: annual checkup. We
0: did, we did, uh, I did a little bit of routine blood work, and they found that uh, my cholesterol's up a little bit. And that kind of freaked me out because I'm 42. I'm an old guy with young kids, and I kind of want to, you know, see them grow up. So, that, that's that got me kind of freaked Although, I did have two cheeseburgers earlier today.
1: Okay. (laughs) Where from? Uh,
0: A little place called your mom's. I'm being serious. That's not a joke. Like, your mom made cheeseburgers while I was out mowing the lawn.
1: How can you say no to that, huh? Well, no.
0: Yeah. It's just so... But I I think that's the only fatty thing I really had this weekend. But, yeah. Like, cheeses and uh, what else is bad for me?
1: Uh, Avoid trans fats. Period. For anyone.
0: For chips. Yeah. Chips. uh, Anything high carb? No? Well,
1: hold on. So, trans fats, saturated fats, you got to limit those. Mm -hmm. Saturated fats and cheese and butter. Right. Two culprits. Uh, Polyunsaturated and monounsaturated, those are good fats. Those are nice, healthy fats. And you do need fats in your body to help send nerve impulses down the axon of the nerve. It's called the myelin sheath. And that needs fats in order to function correctly see.
0: god you should have been a doctor no <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah i think you're the right person to help me out um well a doctor is yes well a doctor is yes <laughs> but like you know you you know your stuff and i just you know i'm gonna need some help you know staying on that bandwagon because again i don't want to be like you know don't let mom feed you yeah don't let her feed me all the time yeah like if it's like after i'm on the lawn one meal yeah but if it's like you know tuesday night here's some pork chops wednesday night here's some taco salad you know it's yeah, she...
1: There's nothing wrong with fast food once or twice a meal.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, it's... In another lifetime, she would have been a proprietor for a fast food establishment.
1: Ooh, which one? I don't know. Not Taco
0: Bell. <laughs> we can't call it your mom's because, you know, the jokes. Um, But, yeah, that's, that, that's the one thing I worry about. My kids learning stuff? No. Me being smart about food? Yes, because... Mm. Kids will take care of themselves. I have a harder time taking care of myself.
1: Well, so. we always put ourselves on the back burner. We
0: do, yeah. Especially when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me something the other day um, in regards to like why I like because like the uh, two episode season pr- premiere of the final season of Better Call Saul mm-hmm. was a uh, Monday night, and it was fantastic. Um, and I think uh, I think it's going to end on a, a good note. The series, uh, but you were asking me because. You know, it's basically the same universe. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. What made those good? I think on the podcast page, what I want to do is link up uh, this monologue. I mean, that uh, Jonathan Banks—he plays Mike on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul—and there's a monologue he has with Walter White back in Breaking Bad. I think this was season three, and it was talking about half measures.
1: I did watch that clip. What'd you,
0: th- what'd you think of it?
1: Oh, I'll continue. Okay. Um, wait, hold on. I went to sleep shortly thereafter. So anything. <laughs> <let me> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 it was good. I loved. I loved his tone. Yeah.
0: Yes, he, I mean, basically, he goes. He's a beat cop.
1: That. Oh yeah. The, the the couple and he's like, you know, he was going to the bathroom all over himself. I love how he said, well, you do Using shit and piss himself." He's well, just like. <laughs> Yes. He was going to the bathroom all over himself yeah. and crying and sobbing, and he's just like, next time she was gone.
0: Yeah, and basically... Um, no more half measures. It wasn't it wasn't Mike that pissed himself. It was the big, drunk, abusive husband, and basically, he talked about how this guy was whistling Danny Boy in the back of his cop car when he was a beat cop. And he pulls him over, he puts the gun in his mouth, and he scares him, and he's thinking, if I scare him... And
1: instead of turning left, he turned right and scared right. him.
0: Yeah, instead, he was going to scare him straight, but... That didn't help because you know this big abusive drunk was just telling the cop what he wanted to hear, and as Batman would say, this was not in the monologue. But you know, criminals are a cowardly, superstitious lot, and of course, quiet or Papa Spank. Yeah, this abusive, uh, this which abusive... is not good for this story, anyway. <laughs> no. But this abusive drunk was just told him what he wanted to hear because he was scared, and of course, when you're an abusive drunk, you know mm. you're a coward anyway, and he uh, unfortunately kills his wife a couple weeks later and this is a it, this this is a great monologue but it kind of uh, highlights what makes shows like that great in that you know you can't put the genie back in the bottle uh Christina
1: there are, Aguilera.
0: yeah there are uh, <laughs> there are consequences to action and not taking action and that's that's what makes these shows great it's uh you know, and I know it's a monologue, and I'm not really big into speechy type shows, but it was such a well done monologue, and Jonathan Banks really acted that one out pretty well.
1: Oh, it was good. I felt like I was really there.
0: Yeah, because he was a very conversational tone, and uh, mm-hmm.
1: and he, even Walter's just like nodding. Yeah, he, it, it, it wasn't just like use like I'm listening
0: right and that's and that's a good verb uh, verbal cue and the thing is is like everybody praises uh Brian Cranston for what he did on breaking bad and it's a great performance but like in that scene he barely says a word and it just he
1: didn't say a word
0: yeah I think he might have said like well, what happened you know and that's no well, well, that doesn't count but that but that's yeah you're right barely a word and uh but I'm gonna link that up on the podcast page just that uh, that uh by the way, we have
1: your puzzle still over there. Yeah, that was my Christmas
0: <laughs> present. I want to I crack that open and start working on it, but like, it's also the children. Ah.
1: Well, I mean, you can. You got plenty of space here. We have a box.
0: That's true. Okay, or lock me in here for. And a I have minutes. to
1: get you some squirting trace. Ah. Ah. Ooh.
0: That could be uh later on. A Birthday, Father's, Father's Father's Day, Day present. Yes.
1: Or I can just use Tupperware bowls.
0: That works too. Ooh. Or you, oh, country crock buckets. Well, no, no, because we, then I would have to eat the country crock, and that's bad for me. So let's well, just. Well, it's
1: not work. the greatest, but there's like country crock light.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So we'll use country crock yeah. or light to help sort out the. But
1: uh, for holidays, you know, go crazy mm-hmm. because uh, we got that good butter, and I stocked up on it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's we, the, we got like two cases worth. So we got eight sticks of butter. Oh, yeah. In the freezer, of course. God help me. All right. Um, you get smeared all over that turkey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Smack that turkey's ass.
1: Um, wow. You really don't have to explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just smack it. If you have to explain it, there is no joke.
0: By the way, speaking of half measures, full measures, uh, uh, there is a full measure when it comes to Facebook not having a sense of humor. And now I want Elon Musk to buy Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a meme on the Mike Davidson Facebook page I shared a couple of days back where uh, somebody took uh, Photoshop. I th- was it Britney Spears? She playing the uh, the airline attendant in the video, Toxic? Yeah. Was it Toxic? Yes. Okay. I just needed some confirmation on this. Well, hurry up. All right. They made it look like an old, grainy, black and white, old-timey photo, and they go, this is a picture of my great-grandmother, the first airline stewardess ever <laughs> in the history back That's in 1900." Funny. And I, and I posted it, and I said, so proud. And a lot of people got the joke. One person goes, actually, the first commercial po- flight didn't have a stewardess. It was just the pilot and the and the
1: passenger. How would you know, were you there?
0: Oh, my God. It's so, and some people were like, don't you get the joke, don't you get the joke. But, I mean, it's a joke. And as far as I can tell, sharing that on Facebook, nobody died. As far as I can tell. Six days later... It got flagged for misinformation. How yeah.
1: stupid do you think we are? The answer? Very.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's the problem I have with the misinformation police because Isn't
1: it disinformation or misinformation?
0: It's it's a load of crap is what it is. I speaking mean
1: speaking of crap, I got a video of Logan.
0: Well hopefully not crap but, but I mean it's we don't need people to chew our food for us we're not baby birds and that's what you know, th- th- that's what this whole war on misinformation uh kind of reminds me of it's just uh it's not just the you know the the crazy ant sharing uh the the covid uh, antidotes or whatever it's basically everybody's stupid and everybody has to think the same way even jokes get regulated
1: you know lemurs jump off a cliff right
0: exactly and so I don't want to be thought of as a lemur. Was it a lemur or... Lemur. It's a lemur?
1: Yeah. Okay. They're a native to Madagascar, and they jump off cliffs.
0: Okay. What's the other one that, uh, there's like another animal? Humans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you say it. It's kind of true. Um, but, uh, but in China, you know, it's a bad thing to make, uh, Winnie the Pooh jokes at the uh, expense of President Zee. Did, yeah, like if you because he, he kind of looks like Winnie the Pooh, and so some people would joke about Now those jokes are banned in China. And that's what this whole thing with the Britney Spears meme reminds me of.
1: Hold on. I'm processing.
0: Yes, the president of China is that thin-skinned. The, the president of that one-party communist country is so thin-skinned, he does not like being called Winnie the Pooh.
1: You can't sit with us! Exactly. <laughs> so On well, Wednesdays, we were red.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mean Girls. Right. Yeah. Oh,
1: stop <laughs> explaining the joke. <laughs>
0: or I'm gonna get flagged again.
1: No, uh, you just stop explaining the joke.
0: Okay. All right. But I'm just saying that, like, with jokes on social media, they should be they should remain jokes, and uh, you know these these humorless people should stop being like the communist president of China. And because I said that, uh, this won't be allowed in China. This podcast. Uh, you know, what, I was. You kinda, do have
1: a couple of listeners in uh, <clears throat> Russia.
0: I do, I do. They're probably writing down notes to uh, Vladimir Putin, telling him to mail me some plutonium soup or something. He's yeah. Uh, speaking of banned, you know how uh, they ban guns and knives on airplanes? Yeah. Okay. You know, what I found very weird. Hmm. Those are not allowed on planes, but it's perfectly legal for Mike Tyson to be on a plane. He's just as dangerous as guns and, and knives, and uh, if there's one person on the planet I would not want to piss off, well, I mean, there's several. Well, besides me. Besides you. beside,
1: beside you know. I'm the number one person number you don't want to mess with. But
0: a close number two, Mike Tyson. He
1: is a, he is a number
0: two. He, he's done some bad stuff, but I can't blame him for what he did earlier this week. What? He's on a plane. This is caught on video, so this is a setup. This seems like a scam, right? Somebody's videotaping this. He's um. he's on the plane. Somebody behind him, who's drunk off their ass. You can almost get the feel that this is going to be stupid. Drunk off their ass, going, "Hey, you're Mike Tyson!" Ha <laughs> ha! And and of course he's being fr- Mike Tyson's being friendly because he thinks he's a fan. But the guy keeps annoying him, annoying him, annoying. And Mike's like, "Dude, stop, stop, stop!" Dude throws a plastic water bottle at Mike Tyson. Nice. And Mike Tyson turns around and starts punching the dude repeatedly. Well, he's assaulting in the face. him. Yeah, and it's caught on tape. And everybody's like, everybody that's seen that has seen this video is like, why did Mike Tyson punch harder? Um, but the the dude that did this, and I I, I got this linked up on the Mike Davidson uh, Facebook page. Would you believe that he's a 36 year old con artist who's been to jail twice, once for 20 months and once for 15 months. And has uh, done things such as fraud and all sorts of other goodies. So, like, he was setting up Mike Tyson, apparently. Nice. And he's lawyered up, and he's going to sue Mike Tyson. Any judge with any common sense would throw this out the window, because this is a setup. And Mike Tyson said, please leave me alone. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I get it. You know, Mike Tyson shouldn't have punched him, whatever. No. That's not the way to do things. But I can hardly blame him for punching this dude. And this dude is lucky Mike Tyson didn't kill him. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tyson's done a lot of dumb things in his life. Um, punching this a-hole, not one of them. <laughs> you know? Well,
1: I mean, if you're like, hey, man, don't do that. Right. Hey, man, don't do that. And what's, Stop
0: what's, it! What's even weirder is like, uh, hours after the flight... There's a smiling... There's pictures of a smiling Mike Tyson meeting up with fans, you know, posing for pictures. So it's not like he's being a total a-hole here. It's just this guy was being an a-hole, and he unleashed Mike Tyson's inner Tyson.
1: Inner Uh, and outer Tyson. uh,
0: It does remind me of kind of a Mike Tyson story I had. remember when I was down in Kokomo, and uh, uh, we got five tickets... uh, Five pairs of tickets to give away at the Rock Station for this uh, Mm -hmm. one-man show of Mike Tyson on stage, down in Indianapolis, I guess it was produced by Spike Lee, to give away on air. And, I, you know, the promotions coordinator at the time was like, hey, you want to give these away? And I'm thinking back to when he got convicted of rape uh, with uh, at the Miss Indiana Black Expo pageant. And I was like, "I, you know, he spent some time here. He doesn't have a good reputation in Indiana, right? But, oh, you got to give these away. you got to give these away. So we gave them away, five pair, right, throughout the week. Only one pair was picked up, and the person who picked him up thought he won tickets to the boat, sport, and travel show.
1: He he. Looked, you know what you should have been giving away? What? Self-defense classes.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: Shoot, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said. That's
0: my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> like I said, Mike Tyson's done some dumb things. He's gone to jail for it, and and all that. But like this drunk a-hole on the plane. I, yeah, Tyson should have punched harder. Uh, But, yeah, that's why he doesn't have a good rep here in Indiana. Uh, One thing that does have a good rep in Indiana is the Indianapolis 500, and that's coming up next month, the greatest spectacle in racing. And for the third straight year, unfortunately, no balloon release. And, uh, well, you know, last couple years, things have been a little different. I don't know if you noticed there was that whole plug thing or whatever. Uh, they held the Indianapolis five hundred in twenty twenty, I think, in the month of August. No fans in the stands, so they didn't have the balloon release then. They didn't have it last year, uh, but before uh, before the um, the whole pandemic thing, uh, there were some questions about the impact of the balloons on the environment. And IMS, you yeah, know, and IMS officials insisted that the balloons are biodegradable. But of course, this is a big Stink with a lot of newspaper people are like, are they really? And so they okay. F-
1: remember ticker tape parades. A little bit. Shut. Up. I was never in a ticker tape. No, parade. not you. Them.
0: Them. Okay. But uh, the, the the deep investigation from the Indianapolis Star uh, revealed that uh, these balloons do biodegrade in about eleven months time once invest hmm. it, you know exposed to bacteria. But uh, the uh, Indiana Audubon Society, which is basically the the bird geek club of Indiana, I guess. I didn't know we had an Audubon Society, uh, but they wrote, raised a big stink about it, and so now for the third straight year they're going to put it off indefinitely, and uh, bubbles. Yeah, but they're going to have a. This is kind. Of, I this is kind of a compromise here. They're going to have not one but two flyovers this year with military jets, which okay, I'm all right with that. You know fuel yeah well you see now we're now we're getting to what my big point is here is like you know environmentalists feel like they have scored a big victory keeping the balloons off for another year and then they'll look at the cars and go well they're wasting fuel and stuff i think over time it's going to get to the point where people are questioning why we even have the indianapolis 500 or you know i
1: have a book about that about what Why we have the Indy 500?
0: We do. You do?
1: Yeah. It's in. um, Hold on. Let me go get it. It's actually right here.
0: Okay. (laughs) This is uh, this is show prep in real time right here. Uh, Yeah. yeah. She's. uh, I'll I'll explain what she's doing right now. She's opening uh, the closet door where the bookshelf is. I
1: am bending over, even though
0: I totally am. Uh, She's totally standing up straight. And uh, okay, is this the? uh, The big
1: roads.
0: The big roads. That's. uh, I'm meaning to read that actually. Back off! But uh, now you
1: can read it. It's called "The Big Rose."
0: <coughs> and uh, you have to belch when you say the name of the book. Does, and it states why we have the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Yeah,
1: there's like stories about. Is um, it took place in 1911? Right.
0: That's the first one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, bricks. Yeah and um just how unsafe it was and like cars would fly oh, into the stands yeah and stuff and yeah kill spectators
0: yeah that hasn't happened for a long no. long long time it's but a,
1: yeah so really great book
0: yeah um but like there will be people that question why we have this race and you know whatever and you know everybody's like with well, the balloons good riddance but they'll question the second flyover for sure, and they'll question the fuel the cars use, and they'll question the resources. Basically, it'll get to a point where having fun or enjoying things will be outlawed. Now, another thing that uh, people seemingly aren't enjoying, uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. um, Basically, this weekend is the 44th anniversary of the King Tut song, the skit that was on Saturday Night Live, and the clip's been making the rounds on the internet, and some millennials just aren't getting it. Uh, they think it's goofy and stupid. Oh, man, some think uh, you know cultural appropriation, that sort of thing. But uh, this clip is kind of missing something, and that would be the uh, the monologue that introduces the skit in the original. And Steve Martin comes up to the audience, dressed up in his Egyptian garb, going, "If I could be serious for a moment." And of course, the crowd laughs because you know he's being deadpan and everything. Uh, but he's talking about the commercialization of how King Tut, the exhibit, the arts—you know—were happening at the time. He's mocking the commercialization of a dead guy, and and basically, you know, kind of—you uh, uh, know—some people would look at archaeology as grave robbing a little bit. He's poking. It's f-
1: the second oldest profession.
0: It's the second oldest profession, and you know he's poking fun out of that. And when you have the monologue put it in context. It makes perfect sense what he's doing. It's part of the skit. And, of course, they don't show that. And so people, you know, just sort of like, oh, it's not that great. And, you know, it's, again, one of those things where fun is not as fun as it used to be. And I I love Steve Martin. I think that this skit is great. And uh, somebody actually pointed out that this is one of the most expensive skits Saturday Night Live ever did because of the production of it, like the sets Mm -hmm. and everything. And it does look good, great, and it's goofy as hell because it's Steve Marks looks good. It looks good, man. <laughs> not quite great, a little better than good. It's good. Um, as I stutter toward the end
1: here, are we done? Uh, almost, almost. One more thing. It better be interesting.
0: You remember a couple months back, you uh, shared that article with, or not? It was a Zillow posting in Indianapolis oh, that yeah. big mansion, yeah. And you yeah, going did all the, it sell? Well, uh, uh, just to give you, I don't know if it's sold or not, but to give you everybody a little context, uh, you know, it's a great-looking mansion. You go through all the rooms and you go down to the basement. Oh, there's the pool table. Oh, there's the bar. Oh, there's the stripper pool. What the hell? you know? Stri- Phoebe.
1: <laughs> yeah, so
0: there's the stripper pool in the basement of this, uh, this house. And, of course, jokes were made. Something kind of similar up in Wisconsin recently. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a the, the smaller house. Not a mansion by any stretch of the imagination, but it, a very nice-looking house. You know, you go through the kitchen, all oh, that looks nice. The living room, that looks nice. Bedroom looks nice. There's a sign above the bed. You know, and this is a nice-looking bedroom. This isn't like, you know, sex swing. Uh, you know, this looks like a place where you need to have, you know, several safe words to survive. Like
1: a June Cleaver. Yeah,
0: this it, this is just a nice-looking room, but... A banner above the bed that says, "Welcome to Pound Town." <laughs> wow! <laughs> but the bed is made, so it's not like they're totally savages. They're is just a,
1: is, are the shades clean? Well, yeah,
0: yeah. Although, if uh, if the bed was a little mussed up, it would add to the, uh, the to the ambiance, no. the, the zeitgeist of the room. You know, just uh, it would it would it would sell the house faster, I would think. Because who wouldn't want to be part of that scene, right?
1: (sighs) Do you think we should put something like that up in our room? (laughs) Peyton Manning is already up in our room, and I know he gives you a raging boner.
0: No, he's not up in the room. You won't let me put him up in the room.
1: Not anymore.
0: Not anymore. (laughs) She is making reference to the fact that we had, uh, (laughs) uh, back when the Indianapolis Star was a good uh, newspaper... Uh, the after, the day after the Super Bowl, they published uh, the picture of him and Tony Dungy hung, hugging after Super Bowl Forty One, and that's uh, that's a great moment. You know, now, uh, that's uh, when Indy was Title Town and not Pound Town. <laughs> although although whenever your a, a a town's team wins the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever, there is that baby boom with the sports team. And nine months later, a whole bunch of babies apparently are born in mm-hmm. those towns. That said. That's the podcast for this week uh, if, of course you can always comment and hopefully next week we've got um, we've got the guest host and we'll see how crazy that goes but.
1: well I mean they're related to you.
0: you've been listening to Mike Davidson live be sure to check him out on social media like him at facebook.com backslash M Davidson lives follow him on Twitter look for at Davidson live.